Um, we're going to continue. We actually were in the middle of this letter last week. We were in the middle of the footnote number three on letter number four on page 64. Okay. And we've been discussing is the breakdown between Gvura and Chesed. And Gvura refers to the ability to uh, set limits, and Chesed refers to unbounded love. Now, what we're going to discuss is uh, the right at the bottom, the bottom uh, paragraph on 64. In line with the Ramban, Nachmanides, Rabbi Chaim Vital, Rabbi Chaim Vital was a student of the Arizal, he's the quality of chesed expressing itself in the fulfillment of the positive mitzvot of the Torah, the mitzvah's asay, whereas the quality of gevura expresses itself in mitzvah's losasay, the negative commandments. So let me explain what that means. So we have positive commandments in the Torah, actions that we are supposed to do. And then we have negative commandments, prohibitions, things that we are not permitted to do. The things that we are supposed to do, these are supposed to be building our relationship with God. These are positive actions that through our undertaking these actions, we will build a closer relationship with God. That is in line with the concept, with the midah, the characteristic of chesed, of loving kindness. Then we have the midah of gura, which is expressed by the losase, things which we are not supposed to do, right? And those character, those mitzvot, the prohibitions, those are really the ideas that are really set boundaries in what we do in life. Like the Rambam, the Ramban relates these two groups of mitzvot to overflowing love for God and restraining awe of God, right? So not just as simply as I was saying it, which is try to do something positive to get closer to God and try to do something, refrain from doing something negative to get closer to God. One is related to love for God. One is related to having some level of awe and reverence for God. Indeed, it has been suggested that the different forms of serving God chosen by Hasidut and Musr represent a primary emphasis on one or the other Mida. Let me explain what this means. Hasidut is the, when we talk about Hasidot here, we're referring to the movement that was started by the Baal Shem Tov, right, in the early 1700s. And today, many of us know Chabad is a classic uh, adherence to the concepts expressed in Hasidut. And what Hasidut focuses on is serving God with joy, right, and finding God in everything that we do, and finding God wherever he is to be found, and even in the most evil person, there is still godliness present. Hasidut focuses on the positive, on the uplifting. Musr movement, which uh, the Ramchal was more of a, in, in, he was in both categories, certainly, the author of the previous book that we read. However, Misilat Yisharim certainly focuses on refraining from engaging in certain activities. So Musr focuses on refraining from doing things that you should not be doing, whereas Hasidut focuses on doing positive actions to create a deeper level of engagement with God. That these two midot may find expression in different forms of divine service has been indicated with respect to Moshe Rabbeinu, our great teacher Moses, who preeminently reflects strict justice and Aaron who typifies loving kindness. The Talmud tells us an interesting point. When the Torah tells us that Aaron died, it says that he was mourned by everyone, men and women included. When the Torah tells us that Moshe died, it says he was mourned by the men. So the Talmud explains like this, Aaron dedicated his life to bringing peace between people, between partners, between friends, and therefore he was mourned by everyone. Moshe did not dedicate his life to bringing peace. Moshe dedicated his life to being a preeminent teacher, to giving over the Torah. Now, who's to say he was a better person? 
Moshe Rabbeinu is certainly the greatest servant of God that ever existed. That being said, there's a place for both these emphases in, in each of our individual lives and in the world at large, right? So therefore, they're both true. They're both necessary components. The Zohar informs us that Hillel and Shammai were called the fathers of the world because they reflected an emphasis on kindness and on strictness, respectively. So we know, and I mentioned this on Zod Hanukkah, we mentioned the idea of how the way Hillel approached the world was from a mindset of trying to express loving kindness to the world and allowing that to change people through letting it wash over them. And Shammai had a, a worldview in which it was very important to emphasize, don't do things that you shouldn't be doing. And how Shammai represents or a reflection of what the ideal person would be, someone who is always living up to their potential. And whereas Hillel reflects a view of the world as it is in a flawed world with flawed people making mistakes, but getting themselves back up from the ground and continuing onward. This would explain why we presently follow the halachic opinions of Beit Hillel. Whereas there is an opinion that in the end of days, when Midat Hadin will rule, we will follow Beit Shammai. This is the Vilna Gaim, very famous point in the Vilna Gaim. It says like this. It says, when you go through the Gemara, you find inevitably, I shouldn't say inevitably because there are some exceptions, but it's the exception that proves the rule. The Mishnah lists for us, Mishnah and Idiot, lists for us the different places where Beit Shammai is lenient and Beit Halal is stringent. But classically, Beit Shammai is always stringent and Beit Halal is always lenient. And the Vilna Gaon explains, based on this Zohar, that Beit Shammai opinion, like I said, it reflects the ideal. It reflects a world in which everything is exactly the way it should be, in which there's a complete recognition of the presence of God in this world and people don't make mistakes. And Beit Shammai's vision of the world will indeed be realized when Mashiach comes. And we are all living up to the ideal. When as the Gemara teaches us, we will no longer make separate blessings for good tidings and bad tidings. Currently, we know if somebody hears good news about a business deal, even if they have a, having a child, according to many opinions, they make a blessing called Baruch Hatov Vehamitiv. Blessed is the one who is good and does good. When they hear bad tidings, for example, if someone passes away, or if they hear even a bad business deal, a ship sinks in the sea. When they hear that bad tidings, they say Baruch Dayan Haamet. Blessed is the true judge. Acknowledging that this is God's will, but also acknowledging a degree of sadness because we don't understand why this is happening to us. Whereas in the world to come, when everything is clear as day as to why both what seems to be bad and what seems to be good are both equally good because they are both the will of God. When we come to that recognition, we will no longer say hato v'hametiv or dayan emet. We will always say, I'm sorry, we will always say, we'll always understand that everything that God does is exactly the same because it's all exactly as good because it's all God operating in this world. Since that is reflected in what the world will look like after Mashiach comes, in that world, the Vilna Gaon explains, we will have a world that reflects the opinion of Beit Shemai, not a, a worldview that, affects, that reflects the opinion of Beit Hillel. So, but both of these things are valid. And they are equally valid in the world as we know it today, right? We're not trying to say one of them is greater than the other. In fact, the reason why the opinion always follows Beit Hillel is not because he has a this chesed view of the world, loving kindness view of the world. The Gemara in Erevin tells us, why does the opinion follow Beit Hillel and not Beit Shammai in all of his leniencies? Because he was very humble. 
And when he used to explain his disputes with Beit Shammai, what they would do is they would first explain what Beit Shammai's opinion was, and then they would explain their opinion. And therefore, the halacha follows their opinion. Okay? But not because they had a worldview that was all about chesed. That's not really the point. Okay? So they're both equally valid points, even in this world. Ultimately, we follow the view of Beit Hillel in this world, but they're both equally valid. They're both things that we have to keep in mind. Rabbi Shamshunafal Hirsch himself stresses the dual duties of man when he explains the divine injunction to man to work and to guard the Garden of Eden as referring to the whole moral behavior of man in acting and refraining from acting in accordance with his duty. Right, so right at the beginning of the Torah, the Torah tells us you have to work and to guard. So what does work mean? Work means lishmar, right? I'm sorry, not lishmar, lasso, to do, that would mean the positive mitzvah, right? A mitzvah asay, right? The mitzvah of accomplishing a positive result in this world. Lishmar refers to refraining from engaging in a negative activity. And this is something that we know from the Talmud. In Makot tells us that anytime you have a language that says, hishamer, guard yourself, it's saying don't engage in a negative activity. So they're both equally equally primary, equally significant components of our divine service is recognizing both of these truths, right? Oftentimes you'll find people focusing too much on one side or too much on the other side. You'll find people always focusing on the importance of loving every Jew, the importance of loving everyone in this world and love and love and love and love and love. But the truth is that unbounded love is not healthy. There has to be recognition. Self-discipline is equally important in this world and that's equally part of God's plan for this world. On the other hand, you'll find people saying, you're doing something wrong and you're doing something wrong and you're doing something wrong and not focusing on the love at all. And obviously that's also the wrong attitude. So as usual, what we look for, what we strive for is the shvil hazahab, the golden path, the one in the middle and trying to find where that middle lies and being calibrated. <laughs> that's the, the fun and the difficulty of figuring out what we're here for in this world and how we are supposed to live our lives. Okay, take care everyone. Have a great night. Welcome.